Alright, what's good, ladies and gentlemen? It is your man B Vaughn here with We Create Music TV. Welcome to another interview segment. Right here, we got my man, Osmosis. He's a singer, songwriter, and producer. So let's give it up for Osmosis. Oh, hold up. No, we got we gotta get that clap right. Yeah, yeah. What's good, brother? How are you? What's going on? How's your, how you feeling? Oh, I'm feeling great. I'm well, feeling I'm feeling good today. Today's a good today's a good day. It is. It's oh yeah. Day. Oh yeah. It's a rainy day over here. Oh, it's right now. Yeah. No, it's, it's straight nice sunny here in Atlanta. No rain for the past couple of days. So yeah. we we good. Too bad I've been stuck indoors. You know, right. the past couple well, it's not by you know, like I don't have to go outside. I just I don't know. I've been too busy yeah. doing other stuff. Like, why Man, go outside? Right. My wife is like Yo, it's super nice outside. We should go out and do something. I'm like, yeah, you should go out and do something. Like, <laughs> so I can finish doing what I was doing in here. <laughs> do what I'm doing, doing over here. But yeah, it's, it's it's nice though. But man, welcome to the show. I am glad that you're here. Give me a chance to learn more about you, your music, uh, and who Osmosis is. So uh, let's first start off with the question I always always ask everybody: How did you get started in this whole music world? What led you up into into this music thing? Well, um, music for me started um, very, very young. Uh, I've always been just like surrounded around music, surrounded by music um, by default because my dad um, and all his siblings. Well, let me go back. My grandparents on my dad's side, uh, my father and all his siblings, and even my mom, um, they all sang. And so, um, of course, you know, like most singers, R&B singers, uh, grew up in church real heavy. And so um, my dad and his his siblings, they had a gospel group. And so um, even from the time I was little, they always sang as a family. And so I was just always around that. I was always at the rehearsals when they um, they were, you know, they didn't quite break through. But at the same time, they were like a lo local, you know, popular mm -hmm. group group okay. so with that i traveled with them all the time everywhere oh, um and also uh that kind of brought forth me playing the keys because my dad put me in lessons and then i actually started playing for them mm -hmm. uh, so you're talking about i mean everything i've said is like before i even turned 10 and so then um you know anything in addition to that you know it was just a natural affinity i was always involved in school music mm -hmm. stuff you know, um, it was just always around me, a very natural affinity, gravitational pull to music. Mm. Yeah, 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 yeah. Or, you know, you grow up uh, and a few, you start a few groups uh, <laughs> and then um, and I went solo and I went back to a group and mm. then I finally solo again after people were like, you know, why are you going to groups? Like you get lost in the sauce when you join these groups, you have your own thing mm -hmm. and so um you know long story short that's how osmosis eventually came into play and okay. um been doing it ever since yeah yeah you know i, I think most people have a kind of like you're, you're kind of like your background right your mom's your dad your grandparents were kind of kind of the same thing on my side um you know you have people who have a natural affinity to music you kind of brought up in that um 
And then that kind of, you know, you grab, you gravitate towards, it. it's kind of like a natural, a natural yeah. thing. Right. Um, yeah. But yeah, that's crazy that, you know, around even before 10, you was playing the keys and touring and doing all those things with, with, yeah, was, with your just, parents. So that's, yeah. This is a very natural thing. I never, um, you know, um, later on mm-hmm. where um, things come into play, like when you meet other people and, you know, like choir settings or singing with other people or, you know, right, even just different other musical worlds. Mm-hmm. And you kind of learn that people learn how to sing or people learn how to like train their ears and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. Like for me, I it was just always around me. And ah, so everything I okay. was, you know, <laughs> sure I wish I, I wish I had that. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm spending, I'm spending years in, 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 in coral and trying to figure it out. But, yeah. but yeah, you know, some people, some people just have a natural gift, a natural affinity to it. You know, I know, I know people who are in this music industry that have probably never taken a voice lesson or a piano lesson, but they are amazing producers and amazing singers. Uh, I'm sure somewhere in their career, they kind of was like, okay, yeah, let me you gotta stop. Learn. Let me stop for a moment and kind of go like, yeah, get some real lessons, yeah. right? I'm, I'm, I'm sure, learn. I'm sure there is, right? But I, I've heard yeah. stories from people that I know. It's like, you know, that wasn't my background. I didn't take piano lessons. I didn't take, you know, I wasn't a part of choir or part of church, and uh, you know, so so, and they began singing. But eventually, somewhere down the line, they kind of learn, you know, those foundational foundational pieces, you know. Absolutely. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Born, I, I know you're not born and raised in, in Houston. You're in Houston now, right? I'm in Houston now. Right, but you're originally from North Carolina. North Carolina. Right, look, that's right, look, I'm telling you. <laughs> right, was it, uh, you say Durham? Was it Durham? Did I read Durham? Raleigh. Raleigh oh, Durham. Raleigh. Yeah, yeah, Raleigh, Durham. Yeah, my cousin lives in, um, no, she lives in Charlotte. No, Hello. she lives in Raleigh. Uh, I was born, born and raised in Raleigh. Okay. Uh, but by the time I got to my senior year of high school, my family moved to Charlotte, so I graduated oh, okay. high school. So oh. I'm North Carolina. Like, hey, North Carolina. Well, I look. I'm, I'm I'm originally from Virginia, so. Oh, okay. Well, uh, you know, you we, know ain't, we ain't that far from. Yeah, we ain't that far from each other. We're pretty much neighbors. And and where I'm from in, in Virginia is not northern. It's it's southern Virginia. So. Oh, like I'm, Richmond. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Of course. Yeah. 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 So Richmond, Petersburg. Hopewell. Uh-huh. I don't know if you know what yeah. Hopewell is, but Hopewell is, is pretty. It's right next to Petersburg, right? Um, you know where Fort Lee is? Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, Ho- uh, Hopewell is right next to Fort Lee. I mean, literally, Fort okay. Lee, Hopewell sitting right next to it. That means that you know about Bojangles. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. Oh yeah, who? The- yeah. These people over here, they don't know. That's 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 because they live in Houston. They don't know nothing. Yeah, no. Yeah. They're like both they, angles. They, they got Popeyes, you know, they love Popeyes. I'm like, Popeyes is good, but y'all just don't get it. Popeyes like, is not it's not the same thing. It's not like it's, it's it's not the same thing, right? But in, you know, for me, I lived all over, so I am culturally oriented to a lot of different things, you know. So living in Virginia and, and Baltimore and St. Louis and Texas and Germany. And so all these different places I've lived, and plus I was in the military, so I went. Military. To, I went to different places, so I've I've seen and heard and ate at a lot of different places. But yeah. but yeah, Bojangles, yeah, definitely is true. But um, <laughs> you know, only, so, so only people from that area know that though. That's only why people I, from I, that. 
That's right. Yeah. I mean, so that, that's just like in St. Louis, right? So St. Louis has certain things that are specific to St. Louis, like red hot yes. riplets, like red hot riplets, which are, which are like these potato chips, but they the bomb though. Okay. Uh, and like vest soda, like nobody really knows about vest except in in St. Louis, right? Emo's okay. Pizza, that's a St. Louis thing, right? But what about a White Castle? Isn't that a St. Louis thing or no? Uh, ish. It's Midwest. It it's probably not. is, but you know, my circle of people that we they didn't really go to White Castle like like oh, that. Okay. They went to like Emo's Pizza. And they went down to uh, the Del Mar Loop down there for those types of things. Oh yeah, that was. Oh yeah, that's a whole bunch of different. Like so that's so that's the thing. Each place has their own cultural thing. So, you know, I've learned things being in Atlanta. Like oh, y'all never heard of that. Right. <laughs> oh okay. And then you know it's like well you never heard of this. It was like uh, no, I never heard of that. But it's kind of symbolic to like music too. I re I remember growing up when music was uh, regionalized. And so you had hip hop music, which was in the, the North. You had, you know, gangster music, which was over on the West Coast. And then you had Dirty South down here. And so when I was growing up, which was, I'm just saying, but when I was growing up, <laughs> you know, I, you didn't hear certain music unless you went to that area. How would you say? I said, which was just not too long ago. Not too, ago. not too long ago, y'all. Y'all know, right. but you know, you only heard certain types of music when you went to those areas, mm -hmm. and so, so me coming from Virginia to Alabama when I did basic training and to Louisiana, I heard stuff I ain't never heard before. ESG, I was like, who's ESG? What's this? What's UGK? I ain't never heard of no UGK. What's what's that? Right. And so you you hear cultural cultural things. So. The whole point of this, what I was going, what I'm going to ask you, is moving from North Carolina to Houston. What were some of those cultural perspectives or differences that you noticed from a musical perspective that impacted what you do today? From a musical, okay, I'm glad you uh, did that because I was ready to go in. Oh yeah, um, no, you can go ahead. Let's, let's, yeah, you can go in. Let's do that. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, I would say that. Um, well, first, let me say that Houston, uh, and you know, you're from Virginia. Houston, and compared to that part of the country, to me, um, they possess a lot of in-house culture um, to where their sound, like they they appreciate their own sound, you know, um, and I, I, I find it cool because, you know, uh, most places, um, in order to really, you know, make an impact or really be influential, I feel like, you know, you have, you have to have a certain sense of pride um, in the sound here and the things that um, the people here, not the things, but the music that people play out here, you know, is, a, is very original H-Town, like H-Town mm -hmm. vibes, you know, and the way they react to it is is if it just came out and these were like songs made way back in the 1990s and i'm in the club and i'm the only one in the club who does not know the song <laughs> and everybody's singing the words of the song and um and so i can appreciate that um the difference to answer the question um there are some differences um uh, because down here it's kind of it's considered south um mm -hmm. but then it's this midpoint way going west coast 
and then it's also kind of just like I grew up kind of thinking Texas was Midwest. But that's another conversation for another day. Definitely. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, it definitely is not. But yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> but they're the South, and um, but mm-hmm. to that point, my South was different. You know, my right. South was different, and um, especially you know, you've been from Virginia, that. North Carolina, like Virginia, North Carolina, kind of South Carolina. I feel like we musically caught uh, the influence from New York as well. Because, you know, if you're anything like me, I went to school with a bunch of people. I always went to school with at least two, three people that year who had moved from New York or something. Their parents, you know, they come down acting like it's the worst thing that ever happened to them, whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, But um, in the 90s, especially, especially when New York kind of had the, the hip hop game and had like a lot of the music influence. I think uh, that rolled over for me. Mm. So then coming over to Houston and where it's like some of my natural um, or personal tastes, you know, they kind of align with East Coast and they align with right. like certain kinds of um, rhythm patterns, you know, like my spirit kind of moves like, okay, that's, that's hot, you know, but right. then you know, down here, they may kind of look at you funny and just kind of just stare at you on stage, you know. <laughs> and, uh, so that was something I, I definitely mm-hmm. got accustomed to and got a feel for, um, you know, being from, not from here, not from right. Houston here. Right. So so did that have any type of, of impact on the music that you create and that you, and that you release based upon living in Houston and being influenced by the culture of Houston? Absolutely. Um, I say that because I'm not, I have a very, well, I like to credit myself. I like to kind of credit myself for keeping an open mind and the things that I listen to. But having you ask me that question in this moment, I have to credit that to also uh, being moved to Houston, um, actually moved away from Houston and wound up coming back. So I feel like when I left, I took a piece of what the things that I learned in Houston um, and as a matter of fact, one of my singles, uh, Ready, uh, which I was my first like official video, first single, mm-hmm. uh, was during a time after I had already moved away from Houston. Um, but like the vibe itself was very, um, at that time you had, um, uh, what's the guy named? Uh, not Kurt Cobain. Was it Kirk? Kirk Bangs was his name. Oh yeah. Kirk Bangs. Yeah. 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 yeah Kirk Bangs. Yep. I know who he is. You had Drake on the scene. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that kind of sound. So long story short, I have songs, you know, that have kind of played up to this audience. Mm. Okay. Okay, cool. Yeah. And I definitely want to talk about some of those songs a little bit later because I have a list of, of some of those that I want to go through and kind of talk about in detail on, on those different songs. But I always just find it interesting because I realize that when people move to a different area, they start to to gravitate towards the culture that they find themselves in that in that area, right? Uh, and so I have this phrase that I tell people, which is you take on the habits of the people that you are around the most. And so if you find yourself around a certain type of person or, or a certain type of people, certain type of culture, certain type of music, that then starts to become part of your own identity or own uh, creativity as as an artist. And you'll start to find those elements within your in your music, right? And so, lucky for me, I'm, I wasn't. A, I never got into music production uh, when I was living in El Paso, because then it would have been heavily 
uh, you know, Hispanic influence type music. I mean, because that's, I mean, El Paso was pretty much like Mexico. If for y'all who live out in El Paso, y'all know that's don't. Yeah, I know. It's, it's, it's <laughs> literally Mexico, right? Yeah. I don't care. I don't care if that bridge is there that separates uh, El Paso and what is. It's yeah. the same. Same thing. Uh, right? I don't care. Down. I remember. Uh, oh yeah. I drove. Uh, I lived in L.A. Also, but I when I moved there, I drove there. And mm. first of all, let me say that it took a day by itself to get I, to El Paso. That's right. All by itself. All and by it itself. Took all another day. The whole other day, I got to California. But anyway, uh, That's right. um, when we stopped, the clerk, um, you know, was like, yeah, you know, because we're sightseeing or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, uh, he's like, yeah, you look right down the way, right out the window. That's Mexico. <laughs> so, Literally, yeah. it's Mexico. It's the same place. So right, I, don't, right. I, don't care, I don't care what nobody's saying. Like, yeah. It is the exact same place. I don't care just because. Nah. <laughs> now, I've, I was there for three years. I know. Oh, it's Yeah, I was stationed at Fort Bliss. Uh, which is pretty much oh, is is Mexico. I was, I was stationed in Mexico, but <laughs> but I, I have learned that over the years is is, is uh, you start to pick up those right. I I know people who moved from I know people who moved from St. Louis that moved down here, and their music does not sound like they're from St. Louis. Mm. Yeah, right, St. Louis is Midwest. That is Midwest right there. That yeah, there's a sound sure. that comes out of that that you know. Is a Midwest sound, but those people are from there, but they live in Atlanta. And I was like, "Wait a minute, wait, you from St. Louis?" But I just heard you put this, and, and, and it'd be, "Screw, what are we?" I'm like, "Yo, wait, that don't sound like St. Louis." They were like, "Yeah, I know. That's I, I've I've been here ten years, so I'm like, I understand, I understand, you know." So, 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 talk to us about the meaning behind behind your name. I always find it interesting. How people come up with their names and their meaning and the meanings behind it. Sure. Uh, so osmosis is obviously a play on uh, the word osmosis. Um, and if you were paying attention in your biology class in high school, um, that's the part, um, you know, within the biological process uh, where a person uh, discovers an idea. You know, when when a, when an idea makes sense to you, when it's when it comes clear, you know. So I might teach you something today, and you you know you actually are applying the knowledge, but it might not set in until after you go take a nap or something like that. So that's like the scientific term. Uh, so it's a play on that. And so um, me as an artist, um, I do a few different things. I'm a singer. Um, but I, I, I used to be heavy on lyricism. I used to, you know, consider myself mm-hmm. a rapper. I don't really flex that muscle so much anymore, but I definitely still flex the lyricism, um, as well as production. Um, I consider my style, uh, you might say like alternative R&B or something of that such, but mm. in reality, you just kind of, you know, sometimes I have to reel it in cause it can really go in a lot of different directions. Um, and ultimately what I would kind of, um, what's the word, uh, prize myself on doing is bringing new sounds, you know, they may be nostalgic they may be old, but I'm, I'm, I want to bring a new energy, um, especially as a uh, young black male in a time where R&B is making this comeback, you know, but when I got started, it was like hip hop period and 
So, you know, me just coming in and saying, I just, I feel, feel like I've just been breaking ground and trying mm-hmm. to open minds, you know, those right. times most. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's that's dope. Yeah, you know, people's like, well, you know what, I'm gonna go go learn this by going to sleep, nigga. Right. right? So you learn it, you you're learning yeah. it through osmosis, right? Right. Yeah. Right. You gotta learn it first. You can't you can't go to sleep and then think you're gonna right. learn it. Right? right. Or just lay there and put the phone to your head. Just right. it, it don't yeah. work that way. That is not what osmosis is, but <laughs> you gotta learn it and then <laughs> But yeah, people need to go back and take Take their biology lessons to learn that <laughs> process and how how that process takes place. But, um, but yeah, yeah, right. So, so for for you, it 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 means something. It means you know that that you're helping to to spark those ideas within yourself and to spark those ideas within within other people, right? Yes. And and to help cultivate to cultivate that. I mean, because that's that's the process, right? The learning process, the creativity process the identification of those new skills those new ideas through through that osmosis osmosis process but i am always interested in how people get get their names because i used to go by a different name so so i produce people know that right it ain't nothing new um but i used to go by a different name i used to go by a couple of different names but that's that's a completely different story but uh but i used to go by the name strict nine when i as a producer right and everybody always, well, how, when I, when I, well, how'd you get that name? And I tell them the story, right? I tell them that one day, because my kids are homeschooled. Oh, they were homeschooled. They they are about to be 21 and 19 this year, which, okay. yeah, y'all can see the gray a little bit, right? <laughs> I, I, I closely shave so it don't it don't be in there, but. Yeah, I didn't, uh, I didn't pay you for having kids. Yeah, 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 right, right. Yeah, I have a, yeah. Yeah, my daughter just turned 30. But anyway, um, and my son turned 33. But anyway, let me stop telling all my personal personal <laughs> business out here. Yeah. But y'all know, you know, y'all see him on my social media. So, you know, I love my kids a, a lot. Um, dang, I forgot what I was going to say. But, <laughs> oh, no, but, but about the name. But like I said, my kids are homeschooled. And it just happened to be one day. And I knew this from being in, sc- in school myself. But they happened to be homeschooled and they were learning about the 10 most deadliest poisons in the world. And of course, strychnine happens to be one of them. And But what it talked about, what it did to the body, I was like, oh, as a producer, that's what I want to do to people. Yeah. But not kill them, though. I, don't, I, didn't want to, I, I, didn't want to, I didn't want to kill them. But I wanted them to kind of have that reaction, right? They Because strychnine, when you, when you take it, like I did the whole study on this thing, right? So when you take when you take it, it doesn't immediately kick in, but when you eventually take it, it does cause this asphyxiation. Well, it, at the end, it causes asphyxiation, and then that leads to death. But, um, but it, it causes the, the the head to move and the back to arch, and kind of like the person's convulsing. But okay. I'm like, yeah. When you but, listen to music, when you listen to music, I want you to be like, like oh, <laughs> right. So when you hear, it, and that's how people would look when they were. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I, I told that to somebody one time. They were like, "That's a very interesting way to to describe, you know, what you do as in your name and how you want people to react to your music as a producer." Yeah, I was absolutely. like, "I love it." I was like, "Yeah." My wife hated yeah. it. she she hated the fact that I changed that I changed it and went with just went with my original name. But but it, I always find it find it, and the reason why I asked the question because there's always meaning behind it. There's always a purpose behind the the person's name. Uh, or their moniker and why they utilize that name for themselves. Most people go with their regular name, kind of like me. Most people go with the moniker, kind of like yourself. 
uh, but they mean something. It's, it's, it's a purpose uh, right. of, of why that of why that happens. Um, so, so okay. So, so let me ask this: um, You've been doing music for a while, right? I had a chance to listen to some of your music, but like I said, we'll talk about that here in just just a couple minutes. Okay. Uh, but I know that we all have challenges. I face challenges. I know that you probably have faced challenges in your own career. Uh, so, so what were some of those challenges that you that you faced, and what did you learn from them? I let's see. Um, so, as an independent artist, um, who at this point, you know, because um, like I said, it's been like I've, it's been over ten years, and um, I've had some really cool opportunities and I've had, you know, just like everything else, not to give a whole spiel. Like I've been having my ups and downs, but um, the, I've just said this, I've seen a lot of perspective at this point and I feel like one of the more bigger challenges for me was um, I, like I sat here and told you, you know, I have a whole musical family and you know, I've always been around music, the craft. However, I've never had anyone. I ain't gonna say never, but I don't. Um, I didn't have any insider family in the music industry. So with that, I definitely had to learn how to navigate that by myself. Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't have um, you know uncle or nobody to plug me or anything like that. Um, so everything, you know, anyone ever sees of me is literally ground up. And, um, so I think, um, there are challenges, that's a challenge in itself, but then there are challenges within that, you know, um, learning how to navigate, um, the industry versus the art, you know, was, yes. Um, and me, you know, not having that precursor understanding, you know, I learned that from the ground. Like I learned Mm -hmm. that very like no this is not about the music like you know you eventually learn that uh music industry is 80 percent business you know and mm-hmm. music and um like i said those that in itself can just open up all kinds of scenarios that you could probably imagine uh <laughs> you know it, mm-hmm. whether it's financially or monetarily or um you know um reading people, you know, and, and the interaction, cause you yourself, you know, how people are in this particular game and, uh, people are, can be really fake. People can be really, um, disingenuous, you know, um, or, is that a word? disingenuous. Uh, yes. That's a word. And, uh, you know, and really, cause now, you know, I, I, I can see it from a mile away, you know, and I can be like, mm-hmm. um, I'll pass, you know, or that kind of thing. But those were challenges um, because you're learning to separate, you know, the business from your heart space, you know, and um, and that's difficult. Yeah, yeah, that is a difficult so, thing. That's probably to do. my biggest challenge. You know, um, I'm a beast now. But, <laughs> that's right. Yeah, it's a that's right. Now go ahead, finish. I was just saying it took a while to get there, and um, yeah. you know. But at the same time, I, I wouldn't trade it. It's been a, a great journey thus far. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just only, for me, I'm, I don't currently have a manager or anything. I'm 
group pretty much managing myself because mm-hmm. I had gotten to a point where the manager I had at that particular time, you know, I've learned everything that you're doing <laughs> so I could do it by myself, you know. That's right. Uh, yeah. And so, um, you know, and when I step into situations, you know, people can't just like handle me, you know, mm-hmm. with the contract or handle me mm-hmm. with the role, you know. Um, right. When I'm doing shows, you know, I have certain expectations on my shows. Um, I know how to prepare for them, you know, um, and all of that. <laughs> There's been a lot of experience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and, and that's the thing is that a lot of people today, kind of like yourself, have to start wearing multiple hats. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, back in the day, you could be the artist. Mm-hmm. That's all you had to do. Yep. Be the artist. But today, you know, that shift in that music culture is that you wear now wear multiple hats, right? So you may so you're the artist, but you may also be the producer and the engineer and the 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 um, business manager and your personal manager and your booking agent and your you know PR person, and so you may end up being all of those. Um, but I'm I'm glad you said that because a lot of people think they need managers. Yeah, and a lot of times you don't. A lot of times you don't. I'm saying this to everybody out there who's going to watch this video, who's watching this now, and watching it later. <laughs> you may not have anything for them to truly manage, right? Right. Like if you're just looking for somebody just to kind of give you that connection, nah, we we're not doing that. Yeah. Right. Like, no, they're not. That's not happening. Not doing that. <laughs> no. Nope. Nope. Managers don't like to waste their time. They yeah. they want to come in. They may have these connections. Their job is to help you in your career development. And to be the soundboard for what you do, right? But they're not always the person who's like. No, go ahead. Say say what you said. And manage. And if there's nothing they, to manage, manage. That's yeah. right. They manage, right? That's exactly I, um, what they do. I uh, Erica Badu had tweeted once upon a time, um, and I just I don't know. I made I, it just stuck with me, and um, she was like, "Grown people don't need managers." You know, and at that time, first of all, at that mm-hmm. time, I wasn't like there to receive what she was saying. Mm-hmm. I was like, "Oh my god, I need a manager, somebody, please help me!" You know, right? <laughs> and, um, so yeah, at the time when she said, it, I was like, "Erica, like you just saying that because you Erica Badu, you know?" Right. But it's that's a very true thing. Like mm-hmm. if you out here independent and um, you know, it's you're not Meg Stallion, you're not, you know, you're not someone who is just like you have all these things to manage. Right. right. You know, then get some self-discipline and just manage yourself. That's, you know, that's right. <laughs> yeah, because you may not necessarily need a manager, right? At this, at right. This you don't need no point. manager. Like, you know, you know right. could save that money, you know. Yeah, yeah, you could. Yeah, but you know, a lot of people think, well, if I get a manager, then my manager is going to help take care of the marketing for me. Yeah. My manager is going to help take care of the budgeting for me. My manager is going to find, you know, those those playlists for me to be on. They're going to help me get my stuff, my songs registered. They are going to help me get on Spotify and to get, you know, and it's like, that's not necessarily what they do like that. That's right. They don't. And you can do it yourself. You can do it all. Yeah. You can do all that yourself. You don't need a manager for that. So, but yeah, yeah. I, I, I think because I, because I used to be an artist manager. Right. And so I know it's like, that's, that's, we don't do all that. Um, yeah. And I know a lot of people here in Atlanta, of course. I mean, in Atlanta, who are artist managers. I've had conversations with them. And yeah, that's not what they. It's like they'll yeah. tell me, "B, that's not," because when I first <laughs> got it, when I first got into artist management, I reached out to them and had real serious conversations with them. 
look, this is what I'm looking to do. I've had artists to approach me saying I should do this. Um, I should be, I'm, I'm really good at it. Now, in my day-to-day job, in my where I work at for my real job, that's what I do. I manage. I have a team of people. I manage, you know, a particular job function, and I manage. Well, I don't, I don't really manage the, the team. Um, right. I may be a manager, but I don't really manage the team. But uh, <laughs> I had to make sure I clarify because, you know, that's just my, my thought process. Right. But I, I had real serious conversation with them. Like, well, what, is, what does this really look like? What is the day-to-day? And they are managing, like, actual real stars. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm talking about just managing, like, your local person. They out here managing... I'm not going to say no names, but right. they out here managing they manage. actual, actual superstars. And right. I'm like, oh, I'm like, but I'm like, these superstars got stuff that you can actually manage. They got, you know, tons of these different ventures that they're, that they're on, all these different things that they're working in. They got huge concerts that they're doing. They got all these different things. Yeah. If you have time to like work a day job, then you know. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and, you know, and you know, the thing is, I know a lot of people and I think that's, oh, Hmm. That's one of the things I don't like yeah. is when you have people in this music industry that talk about people having day jobs. Mm. Right. And they talk about them sometimes like they a dog, like you ain't really serious about your music career. If you're still working a nine to five, it's like, wait a minute. You no, know nah, all that is a lie. It's all that's all a lie. Is- it's a lie straight from the pit of hell. It's a lie. Because it's- I'm going to tell you what, my nine to five has paid for all this stuff. Cameras, lights, iPads, computer, everything. My nine to five pay for it all. Right. Ain't nobody listening to Osmosis without Osmosis going to work. Like, (laughs) (laughs) I work a day job. I like to, you know, I don't, I like to, and and to anyone that is listening, you know, it's not like the mentality or the drive to be like, you know, mm-hmm. go all in, you know, of course, go all in, but have, use what you got, right. you know, use what you have. And I am good at nine to fives. I like, mm-hmm. I had to learn that, you know, while this rapper over here, he's good at hustling and he got, you know, he might be selling drugs or whatever the case is. And so he got a bag and he has a, a way to uh, afford himself to the studio and afford himself to the, the, you know. And so, you know, it looks like a certain kind of way because it kind of made, he could sing about that in the song too, you know. <laughs> but um, do, do use what's already yours. Use what's, what okay. you're good at, you know. Um, and when I was going through that whole, like, am I truly an artist, you know, if mm-hmm. I still go to work or if I was doing, when I was going through that whole thing, whatever. Um, I had to realize, like, no, Sean, you know, when it's Deshaun, you know, I, like, I had to talk, put up my eyes <laughs> aside, like, no, son. Right, you talk to yourself for real. Yeah, you need to go to work, you know, because you're good mm-hmm. at that, and you're good at making money there, and the goal is to get you some funding, mm-hmm. you know, uh, go to work. Right, and, so, that you, <laughs> so that you can fund your tour. You can fund yourself, right. Right. And so people don't really, um, that whole, that's a bunch of crap, you know what I'm saying? Like, if you need to go to work, go to work. Um, it's really not even about how you're getting the money. You know, it's about the energy that you are putting toward the things that you believe in. That's right. But it's the perception that people have when they're listening to other people who say, you know, if you're not really serious about this, you got nine to five, you ain't really serious about your career. But right. but, but but they living with mom dukes. 
You yeah. know what I'm saying? They ain't telling you that. They they living in right. they living in a one bedroom apartment. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, and nothing wrong with that. Trust me, no. nothing wrong with that, right? But it's 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 the perception. They're like, oh yeah, look at me. I quit my job, but yeah, but you're staying with your mom's in the basement though. Like you ain't really got to yeah. pay nothing, right? So, yeah. you and know. then it's like, at what costs are we doing these things? You That's know? right. Are we really in a situation that really called for that. Yeah, you know I mean. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Like, are you in a situation that was, where that was necessary? You know, that's right. Because um, I, like I told you, I lived in LA, and um, I feel like my period of living in LA was my artist moment when I was, mm. and I was also, uh, what's the word? I was also subscribing to those conversations, mm-hmm. you know, subscribing to people with all that, and um, and I was like, you know, with some boss wall. Get rich, die trying, you know, like <laughs> sleep on a couch, you know, whatever it is, you know, I'm willing right, to sleep. do all that. You know, right. and I did that, but that stuff didn't necessarily pay off. Like, it wasn't mm-hmm. necessarily that stuff. I didn't go on tour until I messed around and got up somewhere and filed an application and started working another job. <laughs> and then somebody hit me up. Uh, my first tour was with Joe Budden. Mm. And um, that never happened before then, you know, all that couch mm. surfing and all that kind of stuff. Not to say that it's not worth it, right? Uh, but that's not the the whole selling of the dream and telling people that that is what it looks like is not what it looks like. It's not what it, it looks, looks like. You want to look. That's right. It, it, that's right. That's right. So people who are listening now and listening in the future, yes. use use what you got right now. Yeah. If you're working nine to five, use that to fund what you do until you get to a point. Where you're, this career takes over that. I know a guy right now who does sync licensing. Mm-hmm. I think just last year he quit his job, mm-hmm. and he was making tons of money in sync licensing. And he just quit his job like a year or so ago. And he's, and I, I remember the announcement on Instagram. It's like, yo, I'm at a time night right now where I'm making more money than I was in my job doing this. And if you're at that point and you can still live comfortably. Mm-hmm. Fine, do that. You know, there's responsibilities that come that come with it, uh, and consequence. So just be be aware. But you got so many yeah. people that are like trying to tell other people how hungry they are. <sighs> and so then you know you get those conversations. That's right. It's like, well, hungry then you know it's you ain't hungry enough. Like, but times have changed. You know, people are mm-hmm. just running away with certain rhetorics that they probably heard somebody else say at a different timeline. You know, right. and it's trying to be somebody and tell somebody else something. Like, That's right. Listen, this whole situation, we could do whatever you could do whatever you want, how you want to do it. How you want to do it. You are in you are in charge of your own career. You are the visionary for your own life, not somebody else, not somebody that you look up to. No, but when you think about it, we live in a very comparative based society. Mm-hmm. And so we're we're constantly comparing ourselves, our lifestyles, what we have to other people. Mm-hmm. You know, and and I teach this stuff on a day that I taught, I was teaching this concept last week, right? So I am a certified seven habits facilitator uh, for Franklin mm-hmm. Covey, right? Oh yeah. Like, oh yeah, people know about, like, yo, I got real, I got real like organizational skills. But right. but I was, I was teaching this same, I was doing a seven habits of highly effective people class last week for my company. And I was telling them the same thing. You are the visionary for your life. You are controlling your life, nobody else, right? Don't. Yes. You know, we live, like I said, we live in a com- comparative-based society where we're always looking at somebody. And no matter how how much we try to break out of that, we're always doing that. We're always looking at somebody else and going, 
Always. What do they have? What are they doing? Uh, you know, do I need to do what they're doing in order for me to to meet for me to make it? And it's like, not necessarily, necessarily. right? So yeah, I, I I think those. If I had my gym button, I used to have a gym button. It's like little like like a gym like a. Um, Spring a link sound. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, like a like, like, I got you. like you dropping like, gems, like you dropping yeah, gems, right? right. I, I but, the gym. but I need to go and put that back on here. Um, <laughs> yeah, I need to put that my Angela gym. Need to put that back. But uh, no, what's so you mentioned? You mentioned something I want to talk about because it's going to lead us right into your music, which was uh-huh. touring and opening up for different acts. So you open up for Joe Button, uh, and you tour with Joe Button and Carl Thomas and uh, Raheem Devon, and with my favorite singer of all time, well, I can't say of all time, but as of right now, R&B singer, Tank. Oh, yeah, you know Tank. So, so what, led to, what led to that process? Uh, and you know, like, how was that whole experience doing those types of activities, touring, and also opening up for those artists? Um, I would say uh, they were all, you know, they're all fun. Anytime for me, uh, stage is one of my main feats, you know what I mean, main things um, in terms of artistry. Um, so it's all a good time for me um, to be able to open up. I'll say first for the R&B artists that, you know, that you listed, Raheem, that was amazing. Tank was amazing. Um, Carl Thomas was, that was cool. That was a really good time. Um, and for me, it was amazing because I look up to all those guys, you know, as a, um, as a, you know, R&B artist, um, those guys were all like direct, um, they were running the game, you know, when I was being influenced and coming up. And so, um, you're right. So it was, it was a no brainer for me to be able to do those shows and enjoy those shows and like. All of them didn't pay, so and it didn't matter, you know. Um, the Joe Button tour situation um, that was unique because that was my first tour, and um, it was kind of left field. I didn't see it coming, and um, mm-hmm. we it was on like a three city tour. It was a west on the. Uh, it was his West Coast leg of his uh, Love Lost or uh, mm-hmm. album. And uh, we hit L.A., Santa Barbara, and Oakland. Okay. And uh, that was just a good time because, you know, like I said, it was my first time on tour, my first time, like, I'm with Joe Budden, you know. Right. Um, and it also gave me a little insight to see how to respond to fans, you know, mm-hmm. on the tour. Um, not to say that he was, like, rude to fans or anything like that. Right. However, um there were certain observations and certain notes I was kind of able to take from a distance mm. to kind of be like, okay, well, if I'm ever in that situation, I want to make sure I'm handling it this way, et cetera, et cetera. Right. So it was a long experience. Uh, you know, uh, it was a good time. It was the first time I ever uh, realized uh, how real a groupie was, you know. <laughs> <laughs> it's just how, like, how, uh, how much of a real thing that is, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and just anytime I'm on stage is a good time. You know, I feel like those times are I could talk about like my regular shows just as much as those shows because right. I mean I enjoy live performances. That's right, right, right. Because I, I I saw uh, some clips of you performing at the House of Blues, um, oh, yeah. and I believe that that's the one in Houston, right? Of course. Yeah. But um, yeah, you know, so I I got a chance to see some of the performances that you did 
uh, at the House of Blues. Not, not you know, of course I wasn't there, but I'm just saying, <laughs> like, I love live shows. I love just go to concerts and see artists and uh, and do that. A friend of mine uh, gave me tickets to his show. I'm not saying his name, but <laughs> he, he gave me, right. I don't, I don't want to name drop, but he gave he, a friend of mine gave me tickets to that to his show uh, for our me and my wife's anniversary. He was like, "Yo, bro, here's some here's some tickets." come out to the show. I was like, bad. And we came out, we had a, we had a great, I love seeing live performances and seeing people in their element. Um, you know, I, I think that's critically important for people to have that skill set. Not a lot of artists have that, that skill set. Uh, and that is a skill set. And that is something that you learn. Oh, I don't have that skill set, but that's something <laughs> you learn over time, how to get better and better and better and better at it. Like I said, I've had conversations with many artists and a lot of people say, well, the first time I went out, I was so scared and I was so nervous because I looked out and there were 15,000 people out there and I'm just like, oh, <laughs> right. I mean, it's it's a different it's, it's a different feeling being on, a, you know, in a studio, you know, and then drop, you know, working on your, your craft versus being on a, a stage and people out in the now. <clears throat> I can say that I did because of all the choral things that I did back in the day, you know, in high school. And uh, like you, I was in several groups growing up and all that stuff, right? I used to sing, but I don't do it no more. But, and every time I say that, people are always like, well, why not? How come you ain't singing? You should right. be. And I'm just like, because. Like, you at the house or something, like. But, oh yeah, at the crib? Not singing. Oh yeah. At, oh, at the crib? When nobody's around? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. bro. All day. All day. All day. Ain't Boys the Men, Raheem right. the right. I'm, I'm listening to all of them. But, <laughs> but not in public. Though. That ain't happening in the public. <laughs> but, but I've always just found that that uh, you know those things are developmental opportunities for people to get better at what they do. But I always I always think there's a flip side to it. It's like in order for you to be great at that, you also have to be great at the other side, learning how to perform without like bands or instruments. Oh, yeah. You know, learn how to perform to an actual track. Um, we know just a, 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 a backing track. We may just have your choral arrangements. You know, and a lot of time people don't know how to do that. And so no. there's, and be, there's, yeah, now go ahead, go ahead. I'll let you. Now I was about Smack, because this just came up the other day. Um, somebody was talking about uh, artists performing uh, to tracks. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, well, it's nothing wrong with performing to tracks, but like, why are, are you performing to the actual track? You know, <laughs> like, so you, put on it, you still got the like the vocals in the back, and it's crazy because right. it's like now this is like a real thing on a very large scale. Like they do it on the award shows. They do course, it like, yeah, of course they do. Like, like what happened, y'all? Like what happened to where like now y'all just don't even care no more. Y'all just don't play the track. They didn't like, play the whole the yeah, whole track. Millie and Vanilli, uh, that was like they their whole career was ended behind that, and like fast forward now. It's like just play right. track up there and I'm walk around. Right, like why you why you, but see, but see Millie Vanilli for me yeah, Millie Vanilli was 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 a different that to me that was a whole different scenario right because there were two there were people other people singing it all together besides Millie right they weren't even the singers of the song okay they were just so there were other people singing their singing the song and they. Would take those songs to act like they were the singers and be out there just okay, right, doing their thing. But they weren't the real singers. It was okay. some other people who were the real singers. But okay. still, even in that same fashion, yeah. don't play your track. 
Like, if yeah, you're gonna, because I can listen to, I can go home and listen to your track. I got your track on my phone. I can listen to it right there on, on my headphones. I'm going, I'm going to judge the hell out of you. If right. Like, I don't care. I don't care. I don't care, I don't care who you are. Yeah. I don't it's care just, who you are. I'm like, why are you, why are you doing this? Why? That's What's right. Why? Like, I don't know. Just me as an artist, I feel like it's almost no point. Like, what's the point there isn't. of me and, you know, it's, yeah, it's, like, where's my job come in at, you know? Well, their job for them in, in their head, I'm, I'm assuming, but you know what they say when you assume. So I'm mm-hmm. assuming that their job is actually in the creation of it. Mm-hmm. And so once right. it's created, if I just want to play it, cool. I'm, my work is already done. I already made it. Right. So, so then, yeah, don't book I can, I can just walk around and just be like, yeah, and I and you're right, and I guess that brings it back to your original point, which is like understanding that it's that it is a an art form. It is right, all right, right, right. Trust me, like the artists and the rappers and the singers back when I was growing up, they ain't do that. Yeah, no, I'm not. Yeah. They would get clown <laughs> easy, right. easy nah. for that. But right. yeah, we don't we don't do that. So yeah. okay, so so the segue in, in from from that into your actual music. So let's talk about frequency music, uh, the EP that you released in, in 2019. Uh, so I want to talk about three songs on that album specifically. Uh, first one, of course, is Ready. Okay. So so I want to talk about, so for each of these, I want to talk about uh, the, the concept behind the song, why you create, what, what does the song actually mean? Uh, and then, of course, I know few of these songs have videos to them. And so what were your concepts around the creation of those videos for each of these different songs. So, of course, I'm interested in learning more about Ready. Sure. All right. Yeah. So, Ready's the gym. That's your gym, right there. Well, no, that's that's one of them. But there, okay, there's right. a there's a jam that I heard that I'm like, oh, yeah, we, yeah we'll, we'll get to we'll get to that one. Okay. Uh, I just you know just want to know. Um, so Ready, I'm actually glad you brought that up because that brings it back to what I was saying earlier. Um, about that was the song that I uh, officially released once I had gotten to LA. And, um, but I had just come back from Houston. And um, just for clarity purposes, um, I am from North Carolina, everybody, but my immediate family moved to Houston, maybe like, you know, six or something like that. And so um, I was just, you know, running the streets of Charlotte at the time, decided to come on over to Houston. Um, and that's how I got here. But at that time I was here for about a few years and then I moved away to LA. And uh, when I moved away, um, back to your point about being influenced, um, I feel like uh, I took a little bit of that with me. And that was what was kind of hot in the streets at the time. And uh, when you hear Ready, the um, first thing you hear is, um, you know, that low bass. And then um, you hear mm-hmm. the, uh, the past me, the late. Right, the past, that's right. <laughs> yeah, that's very Houston, very Texas right there. But um, anywho... Uh, the origin behind the song was me just being a hungry artist. And I'll tell you what, that song I wrote, like, that was one of a few moments that I wish I could do all the time, which mm. is say, no, I want a good song. I'm ready for some new good music. I want a good song. I want a hit. I'm on something that's, you know, and mm-hmm. me to actually sit down and just, like, write it out. It just, like, it was one of those moments that... Mm. Caught. It was a moment I caught, and then I wrote the whole thing right then, and then eventually, of course, went and laid it down and everything. And um, that 
it aged. Yeah, you know, I did it in like 2014. And as you can see, I put it on this project um, mm -hmm. because I didn't have uh, from for a while. I didn't have any projects. Um, I would just drop songs or you know visuals right. and stuff like that because I was really still navigating um, an independent artist um, by myself and without a manager and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> and um, so I was really just trying to get out content and trying to just do. I was just trying to do, you know, I was listening, talking to those people that you're talking about, you know, you got a nine to five, you don't want it bad enough. So I was trying to do everything. And I was like, okay, let me get us home. Okay, let me get a video, you know. Um, and that really tapped into the DIY thing, you know, um, for me, because I had done the song. And I, at that point, I had become really confident about um, my writing and creating but now I was like, I need visuals. I need, you know, mm -hmm. other things, you know. And so um, I wound up getting with a friend at the time um, who did video or he was good with the camera. He didn't even do videos, but he was good with the camera and, and things like that. And uh, we coordinated coordinated that video. And um, really, every other video that I've done after that was uh, done in the same spirit of... Mm -hmm. I can do these videos myself, like, <laughs> <laughs> so um, yeah. So that's how the video, the additional videos that uh, you were speaking of, speaking about, all those were um, just my vision. Okay. For the song, what I saw, um, that the uh, ready video that was like I said, that was way back in like 2014. That was done um, with someone else back in LA, mm -hmm. but then I did um, pretty much. Every other video except um, some of my more and more recent stuff uh, for a while was done with my boy Eric Leach, who was also yeah, Leach. Yeah. another yeah, who was also another um, camera guy, good with camera, mm. good with media, because that's what he went to school for, but had never done music videos. Mm. So we put our head together. I'm like, you know, you could do it. Like, you know, right, all right. we got to do is put things up. So. Uh, put our heads together. I would shoot him the storylines, things like that, mm -hmm. and uh, just get in there, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and that's the thing. A lot of people think it takes a lot to make music videos. It, it really doesn't. You know. Yeah, and it, yeah. And since yeah. then, I feel like people have really caught on to that. Since then, because mm -hmm. at that time, you know, people <laughs> still like big budget. Um, but I feel like now people should know that, like, it, you could take like this pen. And just take like a camera and just go around the pen, you know. Yeah, and, of course. Well, if you got something like a good song or something to it, or right, <laughs> like that's right. enough. Sometimes <laughs> yeah, you got a good song, good storyline, good concept, some good editing, mm -hmm. right? And some good, is. some good coloring, some good yeah. audio. Oh yeah, lighting. <laughs> oh yeah, some good lighting. Like I'm all about that, you know. So <laughs> anybody out there that's in the Atlanta area, if you need some video production. You no know, services. Hit up your man, B Vaughn, right? Oh, so that's, that's my commercial. But um, okay. <laughs> hit me up. Let me know. I got cameras and lights and all types of stuff. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, yeah, yeah. So so as I was listening to it, I was like, yeah, Ready has this R and B with like a pop feel to it. But but it's it's more. It's it's not it's not it's what you said already. It's alternative R and B because the the hook the hook had like a, a pop kind of groove to it. I was like, oh. Yeah, yeah, that's right. I, I started to hear like a pop groove to it. Then it went back from there to like R and 
like R and B, uh, yeah. and then back to pop, and then R and B. Yeah, and 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 I knew it was shot in California. You didn't even have to tell me it was shot in California. Oh yeah. I, as, as soon as <laughs> I watched, as soon as I watched the video, it was like, um, it, it, I didn't know it was shot in California. Until, I'm very perceptive when I watch videos. Mm-hmm. Until uh, she knocked on the door and you open the door. And what did that? What happened? Like, because on hotel rooms, they always have on the door the layout of the hotel, all the different um, safety parameters. I used to travel mm-hmm. a lot, so I know all the different <laughs> safety, safety parameters, and it always has the name of the state that you're in right uh, uh, at the top. And so it was like, oh, okay, shot in California. Okay, video. cool. <laughs> <laughs> I'm always looking out for like all the different nuances in the video. Um, yeah. And and, and yeah, yeah. So I was like, oh, okay. I even wrote it down. Shot in California right here. Okay. Now let's talk about the song that's that's when I when I heard it, I was like, oh, this is my jam right here, real quick. Waterfall. Okay. All right. Ah, yeah. Yep. Um, so waterfall. Um all right, so um me as an artist or as a writer, let's talk about that. Me as a writer and creator, um, you know, I love sounds and I love, you know, uh, I'm an R&B head, you know, I'm, I'm an R&B head to the core, okay? Me too. But I love production. I love, you know, I've always loved like Timbaland and, you know, Pharrell and out the box production, mm-hmm. you know, Dark Child, you know, something that was mm-hmm. always different. And so um, when I heard that beat, I was like, you know, I need to definitely do something with this. This is something up my alley. And um, so that's how I got to the track and um, wrote the song out. I really don't even remember it. Like, I feel like I, I wrote that song and shelved it. Mm. And then like, came back to it maybe like a year and a half later or something like that. Like, nah, this is hot. Like, y'all need to, y'all need to get this. That's and when I did put it out, people did appreciate it. Um, uh. The video, same deal, uh, produced with Eric, and um, you know, all everybody in the videos are friends, you know, in all the videos. Um, so just friends, and I had a certain uh, visual in my mind um, at that particular time. I was, I'm a, I like to consider myself a pretty spiritual person in general, um, mm-hmm. but at that particular time, um, I was reading up a lot on like tarot, mm-hmm. and so um, I'm a Capricorn, for those that you know are interested, uh, <laughs> I, uh, and in tarot, uh, the Capricorn is actually represented by the devil card, right? Mm. And so uh, there's this uh, shot of the card where uh, you have like the the devil's like sitting in a certain kind of way or whatever. And you have like these, um, you know, he has, but all right. It's, 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 it's like, it's like the bat. It's, it's pretty much like the Baphomet card, right? Yes. yes yeah. It's so he's, he's sitting like this. Yeah. 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 It's like, yeah, it's like, yes, yeah, yes. Yeah, the Baphomet. Yeah. Um, yep. So now let me first, I, I realized I probably need to explain because I, you know, <laughs> this black folks in the South, well, you know, so let me explain y'all. So this is the thing. I told you I'm spiritual, and yes, I, you know, at the time I was like interested in tarot and things like that. But more so than that, um, the connection to the card again, I'm a Capricorn, and the uh, representation representation of that card in the tarot is when if that comes out in your reading, it's to say that um, there's a lack or there's a high 
amount of indulgence you're indulging in your life. Mm. Just, that means you're, mm. you know, you're not, you just eating, you're not worried about your diet like you're supposed to, right. like you said you would, or, you know, you're not managing your bank account like you said you would. You're just going in. You don't care. You're just indulging, mm. you know. So um, it kind of just worked out timing wise. Well, I was like, you know, I think it'll be cool to capture that because I'm a Capricorn. That's my card um, to capture the image because the card represents indulgence and the song is about indulgence. So um, one of the scenes that you see where um, it's I'm sitting in a chair and I have um, we have one model right like on the left yeah. side. We had another model who's like downward, and then we had um, we had the uh, the young man or on the leaf. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That if you go back and look at that, that's actually like symbolic of that same card. Mm. So uh, it's just about indulgence. That's all. Okay. No more, no less. He said, "No more, no less. (laughs) No more, no less." And uh, you know, I'm ready to dive in. You know, your waterfall. Mm. Mm Yeah, 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 yeah. The beat was dope. Yeah, yeah, was, yeah. I, I heard the beat and I was like, oh, yeah. yeah, this is dope. You know, because I am a fan of Timbaland. I, mm-hmm. I'm a fan of Pharrell. Of course. Of course. Right. Virginia, right. We, we VA people, right? And so that beat kind of was reminiscent of of those types of, uh, of what like a Timbaland or Pharrell would kind of create. Uh, and, some of and so it's like, when I first heard it, I was like, okay, I like this. Yeah, you got the dancing in the woods, right? Yeah. You got the like... <laughs> And you get in the lady, she dancing, and then you get and then it switches over to y'all in the um, the 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 '80s chair when people used to take those pictures back in the '80s and '90s yeah. with those uh, <laughs> with that with that chair with that I big old. Chair. My yeah, my parents had that chair. I have a picture of me. I'm like three right. or four. Right. I think I think every black family <laughs> had that chair. If y'all don't know yeah. which chair we're talking about, go watch the video. See, that's a great way to go watch the video. So y'all know. Yeah, go watch the video. See the chair. Right. Wanna... See the chair. Y'all want to see the chair? Go check it out. But every black family had one of those, and um, I'm pretty sure at like college parties they had that chair. Oh yeah, right. So everybody take pictures of it. Um, but yeah, yeah, yeah. So 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 <laughs> so waterfall. Uh, y'all make sure definitely go check out uh, waterfall. And then of course, um, off of the same album is falling. Mm-hmm. Falling. Yep. Uh, so I'm glad. I'm, I love those three too because I feel like those are. Um, all my sounds, you know. Mm. Uh, Fallen is uh, that's my jam actually, uh, and it it really um, again it was attraction to the track. It wasn't really uh, any particular uh, motivated concept or anything like that. But the track felt like you know felt like falling, you know, mm. felt like drama. and um, so that's pretty much how I came about. Um, shout out to Afro Keys, he produced that one. Um, and, uh, it was just a live track. I love the piano. It has a strong, strong piano. Um, you know, like we talk, I have a strong choral background, you know, so I got appreciation, you know, for just like the classical effect that it has and just the drama and, um, yeah, no real like story behind it though. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, so let, let me make sure I, let me make sure I got the right video because I, I watched a whole bunch of videos uh, earlier okay. today. Is this the one where you where you're like kind of like in the art museum? That one is uh, New Moon. Yes, yeah, New Moon. That's right. That's that's New Moon. <clears throat> My bad. Yeah, I, I tell you, I checked that one out too. I checked out New Moon. I checked out. Um, hey, that lets me know that you um, that you peep 
because Fallen doesn't have a visual, and so when people say they like Fallen, I'm like, ah, thank you. Yeah, see, I heard, I heard the I heard the Fallen I heard the Fallen song on your um on I heard it on the website. Oh, okay, yeah, I, I, yeah, I even went to the website and checked out the the website too. But um, and then you got one um, I don't want to. It's not called Captain Save a Ho. It's yes, called. Captain Save Yeah, Captain Save Him. Captain, yeah. that's right, Captain Save Him. Like, it's, it's the same. It's the same concept, right? <laughs> <laughs> right, this dude's in the water. He talking about Captain. He talking about Captain Save him. Right. Yeah. So, okay, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah but that was yeah. that. Was, but when I when I when I saw when I heard this song and saw the video, the first thing that came to my mind, of course, was Captain Save Yeah. That was like the song back in the day when it came out. I want to be sad. Don't give me the song. I'm not saying <laughs> right. Okay. So let's talk about uh, the next EP that you released, which is um, Expressions. It, was it, it? Okay. It's Expressions, right? Mm-hmm. I don't think there's anything. Okay. Expressions. Yeah. In 2020, the, the, the single off of that song was Love Music. Mm-hmm. I love what you did with the video. Love Song. Yes. 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 It is. Is, it, is it called Love Song? Love Song. Oh, Love really? Song. Yes, right. Love Song. I'm getting it all wrong. Right? Yeah. Um, is that's make sure I get it right now? Is that the one that has the an, the animated video to it? That's the one. That's yeah, one. That's I actually, thought. Yeah, for that. One. So yeah. Now you said that's actually uh, the only video I shot for that project. But I thought it was dope. Yeah, thank I you. thought I thought telling that 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 song story through that uh, animated medium, I thought that was super dope, super thank dope. You. Because I mean, people can connect to it. I mean, people like stories. Sometimes you know we see people in music videos all the time, but this gave a different context to the overall. Like I'm telling, I'll let you tell it. <laughs> like um, I made it. Well, I mean, uh, the concept. This one was actually uh, directed. Uh, shout outs to or people. I'm sorry, I'm getting messages on my phone. Uh, this one was a brainchild as well. Uh, we just sat down and, um, you know, I was trying to like draw up, like figure out like what I was going to do visually. And I wanted to do something different uh, coming off of like everything that me and Eric had been doing. And um, I had linked up with T-Ron Watkins, shout out to T-Ron, uh, who actually had just done a Macy Gray video. It's, it's also an animated video. And, um, and so that's kind of just like what he was doing. And um, he was somebody, you know, um, I feel like I could probably reach <laughs> and did. And uh, we put our heads together, you know, just like all the times before. And um, I told him, you know, this time he took more of the ranks with the storyline. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of wanted them to. I didn't really, like, I know, I saw the cartoon. I was like, I knew it was animated. I wanted it to be animated, but I right. didn't know. Like, how we wanted to play it and um the way that he and his team did it um i mean i enjoyed it like y'all did you know? <laughs> <laughs> it, was like, oh, it was cool you know um it caught certain there were certain elements that um i you know infused like the if you toward the end there's like a scene with black lives matter and things like that going on um there were like certain little nuances that i wanted to make sure were mm. captured but ultimately, it was their idea. The song itself, love song, uh, 
you know, you live some, you learn some, you love some, you win some, you lose some, you love some. Mm. And so um, the concept was basically, um, you know, in spite of what we go through in this life, you know, um, love is a very constant thing. And so no matter what we're going through, you know, as long as you find that love, you know, you can always get through the next thing, you know, you're always going to get on to them. That's the general, you know, message of it. Um, it's the main single off of that particular project, which is also Expressions. And so um, Expressions itself, <clears throat> uh, I released in 2020. And if you kind of take a walk back down, you know, a reflection back on that year <laughs> and even um, the year prior, to, the years prior to that, you know, as early as like 2015, 2016, uh, Trayvon Martin um, and just everything that was taking place all the way up until man and um you know i had just released frequency and, and was still promoting um when you know when you're independent you go promote anything that's right anytime. Uh, but at the time uh, i had just released frequency and was still like shooting videos for it but i was still like i wanted to not only follow up with something but uh i wanted to speak to something that was relevant and i wanted mm. to speak on the times like you know it's an artist's job to reflect the times anyway but i really wanted to do my small little part at specifically going in and, and releasing it during that time so i released uh love some and then there's a couple other tracks um that's a different kind of ep i have fun with that one um because uh the production that um we had behind it um if you listen to that album, it's very, very, it's a few skits and it's a lot of like uh, choppy, really short songs. Mm. And so, um, it's a, uh, it starts with love song, but then it's just really just like a lot of small, very like short songs. Uh, speaking on social justice mm -hmm. and other things that I would just normally talk about, but um, that's what makes that, that project for me. It was a uh, uh, relevant to what was going on with our culture and our society. Yeah, that's dope. That's dope. And and I love how it was told through through that medium. Cause you know, most people try to tell it through, you know, real people, but through that animated medium, it just made it, it made it, I don't know, it just made it a different type of connection. Yeah. Uh, especially for for that for that particular song. I was like, yeah, I like that. Cause you don't really see that too often. Um right. I mean I, I so if I saw yours and of course Macy Gray had one. Um, Childish Gambino did one like that, um, was, where it was animated. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah, yeah some um, feels like summer. Uh, you know, it, it's you know, I think those kind of tell like a they just add something different, a different contextual experience to yeah. to the song itself. Um, and so, yeah, I, I I thought I thought that was I thought that was excellent. You know what comes to mind when I when I see the video, I think about. Uh, what you won't do, do for love. Uh, Tupac's version, the Tupac. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Video. It was uh, it was an animated video. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know, that, that's. But it, it was it was a it was that video was a video with. I mean, and that is Tupac, right? Tupac always has some type of message in, in his videos that he did, and so, um, and even like yours yours for yourself. I mean, there were different type of social political. Um, themes that were intertwined in in that video as well to kind of bring some of those things to light. 
Um, so I appreciated that. I don't know if people go watch the video and, and see if you get the same type of feel from uh, from that video and from that song. Like listen to the song first, and then go back and watch the video because then you get then you can do it twice, right? Right. But I'm always about you know I'm always about time. <laughs> <laughs> how, how can you repurpose it? Uh, so man, Osmosis, we've been talking for a while. I know we went through a whole lot of different stuff. Um, yeah. You know, so where can people find your music? How can they listen to your music? Get in contact with you uh, if they want to get in contact with you. Uh, well, music is everywhere, all streaming platforms. You know, music, Apple, iTunes, uh, anything, title, uh, and social media is anywhere um, at Osmosis at A H Z Moses. Instagram, Twitter. Um, I'm not really on Facebook, but I do have a page. Uh, you know, <laughs> and uh, yeah. I ain't trying to feed Zuckerberg, but <laughs> <laughs> I, you know what? I got off. I'm gonna tell you the real reason why I got off Facebook, and it's just recent. It's just I'm because mm-hmm. first one, it's kind of funny because I'm walking around the world as though I just ain't been on Facebook. It's probably been like three weeks, right? Like, <laughs> so I've been like three weeks. <laughs> Um, and the reason for that is because of Will and Jada. Ah, oh, man, right. Like I, I had to get off Facebook. I said, all right, you know what? Um, it's too, it's, I, it's, it's taken away from me at this point. So I, you know, I don't blame you. You know, I don't but, blame uh, the day it happened and the, and the next day I was like, I'm not on, I'm and for the next couple of days. I'm not on social media. I don't, right. I don't want my entire feed to be about Jada and Will and whether you think yeah. you did and what it, I'm like, I don't I care. Do. Nice. And then I found, you know, I found myself like, you know, in the stuff, and I'm like going back and forth with mm-hmm. people. I'm like, I gotta, I gotta stop. I gotta get out of here. Right? Yeah, I gotta, I gotta stop. I gotta stop. Like, but I yeah, just I'm on, on all social media. All social media. Please make sure you check out Osmosis. Check out his music uh, on on these social media platforms. He has a link tree that's in his uh, bio that you can go out and click on and check out all those different things that he's he's partaking in. Um, yeah, I, I had to leave Instagram alone for a minute. Even though I'm still on Instagram, I still make my posts and stuff. Like right. I moved over to TikTok for for. I said I was gonna try TikTok for three months. Okay, are you still right. in that period? Oh yeah, I just started. Um, when did I have the interview with Desiree? Uh, Thursday. I had I did um interview with my homegirl up in Toronto, Desiree D. She's like Brian. I moved over to TikTok and it exploded. She said it just exploded for her. And I said, yeah. you know what? I'm, I'm gonna do TikTok just because you, Desiree, said that TikTok works. I'm gonna go do it, and I'm, I, yeah, I, I moved right over to TikTok and for, for the next three months. I uh, I fought I fought you know the TikTok thing for a while. I think like most any adult, you know, mm-hmm. I think we all kind of like right. oh, I ain't on TikTok. But once I started, yeah, right. Might not be that bad, right? Like I'm, I get more views on one video. Than I do in, in like a week than I do on Instagram in like six months. Yeah. I'm like, are you yeah. serious? Very like, true. It's, it's crazy true. Like, I posted a video, the first video that I posted on um, TikTok on the day I said I was going to use it has over 12, 1200 views already. Yeah. Yeah. I can never get that on Instagram ever, <laughs> ever on Instagram. It'd be on Instagram, those, be like eight, 20. I'm like, those algorithms are tricky. It tricky. I'm like, all right, I'm gonna put it on this for you page on TikTok. That's that's the key. That's the key. Yeah, we're all right. That's yeah, the key so. right there. That's right. The for you page. All right. So, Osmosis, one last question for you. 
Yes, sir. What advice would you give to anybody who's looking to get into this music industry? What would you, what would you tell them? Uh, I would say do it because you love it. I heard somebody say the other day, um, you know, uh, you have to do it. And not just music, anything. Um, you have to do something even when it won't love you back. You know, and I feel like that's what I would tell anybody that's getting into music, you know, um, what do you really want to do? You know, what exactly are you trying to do exactly? Um, because if you don't become famous, then where's your value? If you don't, um, you know, say you don't reach certain levels of what you thought was success, you know, um, where did you, where's your value? Are you no longer interested in, you know, um, even the craft or the art anymore? Because, you know, um, it's you're not trending or, you know, uh, the the mainstream isn't accepting you for what you're doing. You know, there's just so many ways that this thing can go. <laughs> and so you have to truly love music, you know, love music. Don't just do it for trying to just be in front of people or from that space of wanting to be loved. You know, don't do it from that space. Do it from the space of you love creating music. That way, if don't nobody listen to your music, you're okay with what you created. That's excellent. Excellent advice. Excellent advice. So, man. So, Osmosa, if you could hold up for just... Just one moment while I close this out. All right. All right. All right, ladies and gentlemen, man, once again, you know, I love doing these types of interviews because I just love the conversation, right? I love getting to know people and I love sharing other people with all of you so that you can get to know who they are. You can support them as well. You can hear their story and you can follow their, follow their journey. So please make sure that you support Osmosis, the things that he's doing, his music, uh, make sure you check it out. Make sure you go follow him on uh, social media platforms, not Facebook, but all the other social media platforms he's on. Uh, so be, be you know, support him just like you, you supporting uh, Will and Jada, right? But <laughs> uh, And support us as well right here on We Create to TV as we bring to you great content uh, from our interview series that we do every Monday and every Thursday at 7 p.m. from the videos that we drop uh, and we bring to you. Uh, it's supposed to be every every Thursday, right? It's supposed to be every Thursday at 2 p.m. I'm going to get it together. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I got a whole bunch of stuff that I'm working on, so I'm, I'm bringing those videos and content back to you. Uh, but yeah, thanks for everybody who, who tuned in. Uh, Java FX, appreciate you tuning in as well. For everybody else who had a chance to listen and be a part uh, of this, this segment today. But as I always say, I'm still, I've been doing this for how long now? Two years and still haven't had a, a closing for the show yet. But I, you know what I feel about y'all. Thank you. I love you. Help us to help us to be a, a great platform for for indie artists and indie creators. Um, so appreciate it. Make sure you subscribe, hit the notification bell, share what we do to others, and peace. Thanks for being here.